This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline, every Monday and Friday video cast live on Twitch, where we were just talking about the Matrix theories. <laughs> who was the one? Who wasn't the one? Was there a one? We were discussing it on the Matrix as well. And did the one go number two? Ooh, or number three. Hmm. Leave that to the imagination mm-hmm. there. But it's always fun to chat with everybody in the Twitch chat before we go live and we're doing sound checks and such. But we also talk about games on occasion, although we've been on a streak of sci-fi, either books and or movies. What? That's a lot of fun, too. Oh, yeah. uh, if you want to get more of that, make sure to tune in to Twitch's uh, main main page tomorrow to watch myself, Jeff, and Control Robinson and DJ Wheat talking about nerd stuff on Fanboys. It's a new show that uh, is sponsored by Twitch on their channel. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's uh, Jeff's show as well, so that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm flying up to the Bay in the morning to go on the show, and then I'm flying right back from Twitch HQ. So it's going to be a long day for me tomorrow. Yeah, that's going to be a super long day, but it should be a lot of fun. It will. It'll be a lot of fun. But uh, make sure to tune in. Check it out. We're going to be talking about all kinds of fun stuff, pop culture, comic books, movies, nerd stuff. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. All right. But we also talk about tabletop games and gaming and being a nerd. On occasion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, And today we have a lot to talk about, but... Uh, As always, brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at up to 25% off retails every day of the week, including Tuesday. Hmm. Including Tuesday. I'm just trying to change it up. It always says Sunday. That'd be a weird day to, like, exclude. You're like, you know what? On Tuesdays, we just don't sell anything. Yeah, take that, Tuesday. (laughs) Take that. Nobody likes you Tuesday. Everybody likes Friday because of Rebecca Black. Uh, True. True, but so all of the the days of the week are named after um, uh, gods in the Norse mythology. Which one is Tuesday? I cannot remember. We'll have to see if someone in chat. I bet someone in chat knows because there's like Thor's day, it's Thursday, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, at any rate, let's jump in and talk about some gaming fun. We actually got to play some games this weekend. Which is weird because we haven't been able to. We've been working around the clock for the Las Vegas Open, moving the shop, getting the FLG mats live and ready to rock, which they are. Thank you to everybody who has purchased one so far and supported uh, the new effort from Frontline Gaming. But uh, we did get to play some games, like uh, played a bunch of Age of Sigmar this weekend. Uh, Frankie, you got to even play War Machine, which has been a yeah. long time. Yeah. A War Machine time. is a great game. I'm, I dig the new rules, too. They, like, simplified a lot of things. They... Allow uh, pre-measuring, which is great. Yeah. I love it. So, Speeds uh, things up so much. I'll definitely be playing more games of War Machine. It's pretty fun. It, the, the rules <laughs> mechanics are brilliant. I haven't had a chance to play Mark III. Mark III is the current edition. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to play Mark III yet myself, although one of our uh, artists for the FLG Paint Studio, Pascal, he's a huge War Machine guy. Yeah. Uh, you'll be seeing some of his armies. They're absolutely gorgeous. Uh, he plays Scorn and Minions and uh, mostly Hordes. I don't think he has a War Machine army. Mm-mm. No, he doesn't. All right. No, no, he doesn't. Yeah, it's all... And then he actually plays a Circle, too, as well, if I remember. Yep, yep. I circles. love Circle models are the best, in my opinion, but... Circle's amazing. He was playing this weird list with, like, all trees, though. And I was like, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I want the wolves. I like the goat men. 
Oh, the Goatmen? The Goatmen are pretty cool. Well, now the they old have, Ram. Yeah, oh, the Ram Man. I, dude, those are the those are my favorite. But I also like uh, they have like bird like like flying themed. Oh yeah, they have a gargantuan. That's a yeah. big old hawk or eagle or something. You know the only thing so. that kills me though, and I've said this a million times, the only thing that kills me what? is that in competitive war machine you use flat terrain and it just it just kills me. But at least now it's flat like colored terrain, like it's full color. But it's it looks flat. Nice, at least. <laughs> It's two dimensional. It used to be like a circle, and you'd be like, "Oh, oh, it it's just a green circle." It, yeah. it hurts me aesthetically. It just kills me. Like, I would rather play for like with three dimensional terrain and not have as precise measurements. Like, I just I understand why because movement is so precise in that game. You know what, Reese? We might live in a two dimensional world. We could be three dimensional holograms in a two dimensional galaxy. Or so, universe. You know what? Maybe they're just taking it. They're making it real. Making it really real. They're making it real. Uh, real. Yeah, but also, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, science also showed us that it doesn't matter if we're actually two-dimensional objects because we have no way to perceive the two-dimensional universe in which we might live. So who cares? Can you imagine like everything? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's yeah. There's, there's actually a lot of science that supports that that could pl be a plausible uh, explanation for the universe in which we live, and it explains a lot of unexplainable uh, dilemmas in science and physics right now, is by saying so that we're actually flat. So weird. But it doesn't matter, because our perception of everything is, is three dimensions. Anyway. Moving on. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's my one complaint. Uh, I, I love Private Press. I like the company. We're friends with them. Um, really enjoy. I think the mechanics of the game are absolutely awesome. Yeah. I really love the miniatures, but uh, the two-dimensional playing surface for the competitive scene... At that point, I'd like I would. It's like why not just take bases and write on it what it is, like a checkers piece. Because then you're just not. It's not even a miniatures game at that point. Well, have you seen like a really high level competitive uh, war machine with a lot of the miniatures? They turn them around mm -hmm. because they tend to lean over the front of the base in, in order to get precise measurements. Yeah, they, well, they all bring extra bases so that they can be like, okay, I can definitely make it there and stuff like that. So yeah. It's just it's very that, precise. It is, and I, like I said, I'm not I'm not slamming the game. I'm just saying that's my one. Well, that's the one thing that 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 makes me go like, ah. Oh. It's not completely precise because they use tape measures, so there's Ooh, that too. Lasers, Ooh, lasers. Son. That's the future. Anyways, Heard uh, it first. we also played some Age of Sigmar, which is a lot of fun. We were having a blast playing it. So. It, is, it is. That is seriously such a good game. Yeah. It is such a good game. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Like it, it took it takes a while. Right. First of all, the General's Handbook is the silver bullet, right? It, fi it fixed the game from our perspective. There's a lot of people out there that are going, I thought it was fine. And you know what? For you, the game was never broken. Yeah. And that's great. And we're happy for you. But for people who tend to think a little bit more um, logically, that are a little bit more math-minded, uh, like a lot of you listening to our podcast are, the, the General's Handbook gives you some structure. And the game is just fun. Like, we, we were all just, like, waiting in line to play uh, over the weekend, I played my Free People's Army. I finally got it on the table. Yeah. Played a bunch of games with it, and that army is so much fun. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a blast. It's a really fun game. Things die left and right. It's it's a really really fun game. It is. Really enjoying it. We're really we're starting to get like the the nuance. Like we're starting to get good enough to like where you're getting like the little things that really make a big difference, and really starting to see how many different ways there are to play the game. Uh, like I played. I played three different types of uh, lists, like Fr Frankie Stormcast's Eternal Army, which 
has kicked the shit out of me every time we've played. Uh, I finally, I got you with a horde free people on me that I took as just for fun. Yeah. And I had like a hundred, I had a hundred just like halberdiers, like just like the basic scrubs. But when you start finding ways to layer on all these extra buffs and um, uh, all kinds of cool stuff, um, like buffs and, and, and force multipliers, you can make little wimpy dudes really good. Yeah. And I actually killed your Star Drake, who is one of the most powerful models in the game, with just basic halberdiers. <laughs> he just ran up yeah. like, ah, ah. And I love that because even the most powerful things in the game can be taken down by the weakest things in the game if oh, you yeah. do it right. No, everything in that game dies. Everything it's, dies. It's crazy. And then I, uh, I did it. I played an artillery army versus Pablo's uh, Beast Claw Raiders, which is a really, really nasty, yeah. really nasty Pablo's list army. is super nasty. And then with, by playing it right and comboing the right things, I was able to, to shoot him to death uh, by turn three because I had, a bit, again, my basic mooks. I made them fearless, and in that game, it's, it's very uncommon. Like, not very many things are fearless. Yeah. And they took his whole army. They died to a man, but they stopped him cold, and then all my cannons are all... Like, take them out. Yeah. And so, but then we're all learning, too. Like, I'm yeah. sure next time we played, you guys would do things differently. Um, and it is, just, it is just a really fun, really fun game. I highly recommend it. And then, you know, if the edition does change, and we've all been reading articles online saying that there's that there could be parts of Age of Sigmar coming in or not. I don't, you know, we don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But if that is the case, if you start playing Age of Sigmar now, it might put you in a position to uh, roll with the, with any changes that could or could, may or may not happen. Yeah, yeah. and you got to play against the Mighty Lord himself, Nagash, too. Oh, right? that, that one didn't go so well. Nagash is a monster, dude. Yeah, Brandon, uh, our lead painter from our paint studio, brought in his Death Army, which is gorgeous. Yeah. He's such a good painter. Uh and he, all he had was Nagash, a zombie dragon with a vampire lord. Um, Mortarks in uh, reserve, you summon them, which it's so good. Because yeah. that's one of the things, like in Age of Sigmar, you pay for everything, including things that you summon. Mm -hmm. But it works really well. Like for a 40K player who may be used to just getting free stuff, which I really don't like. I don't, I don't think anybody really likes it because it's, it's just inherently not fair in a game that uses points. Uh, it's the same reason why people get upset about Battle Company. Yeah. Uh, all the free point madness. It's one of the reasons why the game takes so damn long to play now. In, uh, in Age of Sigmar, you pay it. You have a, a points that you keep in reserves. Uh, for those of you who don't understand how this works, it's really cool. I think, I think it's a better mechanic, personally. Um, but again, though, everything in the game is more closely balanced with each other, too. So there is some differences. Um, and when I say that, like, you know, everything can be hurt. Um, so it's... Some people would make the argument that the free points makes you competitive, and I think there's some truth to that. Uh, Age of Sigmar, what it does is, like, say you put 500 points to the side and you put 1,500 points on the table, 2,000 is the standard tournament level. Um, you have those 500 points that you can summon by yeah. you casting a spell. There is a chance it doesn't work, which is fair. But what it is is that you can take anything you want with those 500 points. Like, you could have a table full of miniatures off to the side, and if you can summon any of them, you're like, oh, I need... Um, I need I need a, a horde. I need some ghouls or something. It's, it's basically the same way that it works in 40k, except for in Age of Sigmar, you can summon anything. And so you and you have to have the points. Pretty for much it. any unit you can summon. So like he could summon a zombie dragon. Right. And all of a sudden he pops out and kills something. Like it's really really good. It's like, really good. And I was telling Brandon that I was like Nagash is super good because he's like resilient and he casts better. So what you do is you just like take him, put him on the board by himself, and then you just summon whatever else you need. And he's just like, ah. Yeah, <laughs> like, but oh, we, all, no. we also found so. out to my uh, detriment 
that he's a melee monster. Yes. Holy yeah. crap. I mean, Nagash is a 900 point model. He should be. Oh, yeah. Least. He's half your army. <laughs> he killed half my army by himself. Like, he's bought yeah. him. And then, I, you know, now that I know what to do, I wouldn't have let that happen. But he killed 15 guys with one attack. I was just like, oh my God. That is the one thing about Age of Sigmar is models die very quickly. Yeah. Very, very quickly. It was like, brutal. Yeah. Like, don't get your. Uh, don't get all attached to your models in an Asian because they are gone. Yeah, they're they die brutal. so fast. So. It, but it's really fun. So, like, it, it's really interesting because I had my same horde army that I played against you. And I was like, oh, well, I, I just beat an elite army pretty pretty handily. I was like, I should go. Like, Brandon had even less models. I was like, oh, I'll go right through them. But he had a bunch of layered buffs that I didn't, like, I didn't understand how they were working. And now if I were to play again, I would have killed the guys giving the buffs and then it would have been way easier. But it, that's why it's so much fun is every time we play – Every game we play, we get so much better. Yeah. And it's really, really enjoyable. And yeah, Nagash, oh my God. He's really He's good. worth it. He is worth it. Oh, for sure. Dude. And then he summoned in uh, some just heavy hitting undead units on a flank that was already weak and just, and that was it. I was like, oh, oh. And then also the other thing we're all getting the hang of is playing, is trying to go second. You go second until you want to try and press the advantage and then you hope you win the double turn. And I'm starting to come around on that. Eh, I'm still not a big fan of the double turns, but I mean, in games where you're losing, the double turn could swing it the other direction. It's just, I don't know, if somebody's dominating and then you get another double turn, or and then you get another turn, it's just like, oh, it's the nail in the coffin, dude. It's it, brutal. It can be, but yeah. there's been a couple times when I was like, my opponent got the double turn, I'm like, oh, that's it, I'm screwed. But then you weather the storm and you're like, oh, I'm okay. Yeah, but I mean, there's some lists that are like built for it. Like, if you have a really good shooting army and you get to shoot and then you get to shoot again before your opponent even gets to go, it's brutal. And that's the way my brutal. free my artillery so. army for my free people is like that's the way I play it. Yeah, I go second. I always try to go second, and then I hope for the double turn on turn two, because then you go second on the bottom of one, and then if you you have a fifty percent chance if you win the rolloff, you go first on the top of turn two. That can end the game right there. Oh, so. Yeah. It, but if your opponent is savvy, he might be able to play around it. But uh, at any rate, we've been having a, just a blast playing the game. Uh, it's so much fun. We're all writing lists left and right. Um, everything in the game, every army is broken. And I think that it's like War Machine balance because every army has just insane combos when you know what to look for. Yeah. You're just like, and right now it's cool too because it's such a new game. Like if you have a mind for these things, like you could be the first person to discover something like easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, people are just now starting to catch on. Like, crazy lists are coming out. But, like, crazy lists are coming out for armies that were around when they released. So, it's like, people are still finding all these combos. And there's so many different things. Like, Reese was saying, he has, like, three lists for the free people that all work really well. Yeah. So, it's like, if you just, like, dig into these uh, army books, you'll be able to make any list you want. And probably yeah. be one of the first people to find it. So Yeah, and it's and if you it's really fun too, and this will be our last one before we move on, but we just we've been really enjoying the game. Uh with the the free peoples, I mean if you look at their their war scrolls, they look really weak. Like they're some of the weakest units in the game, right? Hitting on a five, wounding on a four, hitting on a three, one attack, five Smoke up and safe. Smoke and mirrors, boys and girls. Six up Smoke safe. and mirrors. You look at them, you're like, these guys are atrocious. Besides that fashionable cod piece, they don't have much going for them. And those cod pieces are legit. <laughs> but then it's when you start seeing all the bonuses they get from like their battalions, from their buffing characters, their oh, leaders. Yeah. Don't, don't look at their war scrolls because their war scrolls are like, Terrible. you're like, oh, that guy sucks. <laughs> and then you play against him. And he's like, oh, I hit on a two, one on a three. You're like, what? 
You what? The, you're better than like my general in my army. You're like, what is this? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. The, the, like, the, ah! the shoeless, toothless Bob, the pikeman, is like so funny. By the power of Grayskull, yeah. yeah. When all the buffs start like comboing and stuff, like these little guys get crazy. Yeah. So you're like, oh, but I just, I love the idea of just a regular like human that probably can't even read. And they're like, all right, we're going to go out into this crazy universe of demons and monsters, and we're going to kick some ass. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, and then also, Carl Franz is the man. He's a beast. A Carl lot of those, Franz. a lot of them, they did a really good job with a lot of the main characters. A lot yeah. of them are just beastly. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, the Star Drake is super good. Oh, yeah. The, the Prime is Celestine super good. Prime. Uh, well, Frankie was like, awesome. Frankie's like, you gotta use Carl Franz because I I've just been using just a regular general on a horse because he's yeah. so good. And then I was like, holy shit! And I put him on the table, he's and that guy is just a monster. Yeah. He's, he's the king head dude of the free peoples. And, yeah. yeah. And then Nagash is super good. You got a uh, ah oh, shoot, what's the one? Uh, so the, many. The orc one is freaking amazing. Oh, uh, Gordrak. Yes, yeah. he's a monster. He'll kill dude. anything he's if he so charges. Crazy. He's so good, but. At any rate, if you haven't tried it, like you owe yourself, you owe it to yourself to just give it a look, even just in proxy. Yeah. And, and play a couple games because it, it, we did not like the game at first, and now I love it. Like I would rather play Age of Sigmar right now than 40K in the current uh, setting just because it's so much simpler. Our games are over in an hour. Yeah, and I think that's really the key is like how simple and fast it plays is super good. Like, you don't have to memorize 30 different books or anything like that. Like, your rules are super small. Yeah. You just have to have your War Scrolls for your guys. And it's, oh, it's so much easier. It's, it's crazy. so much easier. You're like, oh, what do I need to hit? Oh, a three. Oh, yeah. okay. What do I need to wound? Oh, a four. All right. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so much, it's just so much, like, less complex, which is a breath yes. of fresh air. Now, don't get us wrong. We still love 40K. Oh, and we'll sure, be playing yeah. a lot of it because I need. we both need to get caught up on all the Gathering Storm uh, business that's been happening, which is really exciting. And that's a good segue. Storm is a brewing. To stock, uh, holy, holy crap, the mm. latest video from the Warhammer community team, from our friends over at the Warhammer community team. It's pretty neat to be able to say that. Wow, that is exciting stuff. Yeah. I mean, we already knew Gimmin was coming, but uh, in the latest video, which is on the show notes, which you can find at frontlinegaming.org or go to Warhammer community uh, YouTube channel, it's pretty badass. Like it's it's Belisarius call, and he's animated, which is really cool. And he's talking about how he's like, oh shit, we really screwed the pooch, Acadia. I didn't he's like, go. Oh, dang. He's all we couldn't stop uh, Abaddon. They kicked our ass and blew up Cadia. Well, technically they did stop Abaddon, but Abaddon was just like full speed ahead. He's like, Dude, it's just like the last Starfighter. Yeah. Like, he's like I won't. What do we do now? <laughs> we die. We die. And then he's like, crash into the planet. You're like, no shit. That was amazing. The best, the best part, uh, the best part of the first part of the Gathering Storm is yeah. Bellacor going Leroy Jenkins. Oh, dude, that was awesome. <laughs> Abaddon's like, join me. Bellacor's like, no, dude, I got my own plan. He's, he's on like, the first Blam! Oh, shit. <laughs> These guys are good. I'm out. He's like, man, 10,000 years you guys couldn't take Earth. I'm going to do it right now. Ha! <laughs> The Imperial Fist are like, yay! Bellacor's like, overestimated my ability here. Four choices were made. He's like, Leroy Jenkins, straight to Earth. The Imperial Fist are like, dead. Is this guy stupid? All right, take him down. They're all just laughing, like elbowing each other. Look at this idiot. 
<laughs> First demon right, prince. Blast yeah. well, and the last. He did bring his whole demon horde, but they got wrecked. wrecked. <laughs> the Imperial Fist have been preparing for 10,000 10, years. years. Like, oh, yeah, finally. Done. <laughs> He's on another training drill. They're like, no, it's real. They're like, oh, shit. Go, go, go. <laughs> oh, so good. Amazing. But uh, at any rate, Gathering Storm 3, the third part in this very dynamic, very big story arc for the 40K universe, is now being unveiled. Clearly, oh, so exciting. Guillemin, the man. Dude. Dude. His new model is so sick. So good. With that new armor, he's all... And they, and they show Call is like, he makes it. God, he's so big. But like, there's some like interesting stuff that's in that video that I want to talk about. So for one, he's like, we have, um, we've had allies come from extremely unexpected places. And you see Cypher. And then behind Cypher is a Chaos Space Marine. Dun, dun, dun. Well, it's his Chosen. It's probably Cypher's Chosen. But what if... It's Cypher's Alpharius. No. Yes. No. Yes. Not no. He's Cypher. Cypherius. No. He would be saying that he was Alpharius. Well, no, because wouldn't Alpharius. that be? They're all brainwashed to say it. He would be. Because what that. if his chosen are Alpha Legion dudes that have been pretending all this time? Nope. And when Alpharius and Guillemin fought, Alpharius held back because he dealt him a mortal wound, and he held back on purpose because he's like. I see. I'm planning ten thousand years ahead. I'm gonna gash your neck because I know you're gonna be. And the game is like, I'll see you in ten thousand years, bro. <laughs> he's all be asleep, so this will be tomorrow for me. But it kind of sucks for you. <laughs> and now Cipher catches up with him. He's like, Hey, dude, how you doing? You all right? So he's like, Oh, I don't hold a grudge. It's all right. He's all he's been in stasis for ten thousand years. You dick. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you stabbed me yesterday. <laughs> you yeah, big douche. But uh, you know, think about that. You wake up after ten thousand years. I'd be yeah, like, no. man, this this sucks. That's like what the dreadnoughts do, right? They're like they sleep for Not like for that super long. long. Although there's some of them that have like um, uh, Bjorn. Bjorn has been around since the, the heresy. He met the emperor. He's one of the last living space marines that uh, could physically remember meeting the emperor. Except now we got Guillemin, baby. So Guillemin that's gonna back. be that's gonna be. I'm so excited. I wonder like, what Guillemin's so gonna cool. do. He's gonna be like, what is going on with the Imperium right now? He's like, I need well, to Guillemin, step in here. Like, when the, the heresy was going haywire, yeah. Guillemin, like, almost took over the Imperium. Yeah. Like, he was just about to do it, because they didn't know what was happening. They didn't oh, know he'll take over now. There's, like, nothing stopping him. He's just like... Oh, he just goes and wrecks the High Lords of Terra. He's like, you guys suck. He just kicks open the door. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. He's like, get out of here. I'm in charge now, bitches. But it, it's really exciting. Like, what is going to happen? Right? Uh -huh. Like, Guillemin's got this crazy new armor that Call made for him. He looks beefcake. Dude, he's got that's amazing. Bro. He's got some giant flaming sword. People are, are wondering if it's the Emperor's sword or if it's maybe Lionel Johnson's sword. Who knows? Maybe it's a new weapon. Um, but then also, Call is talking about how uh, alien voices are talking to him, and he's been around forever too. Uh oh. So it's like the Necrons. They're yeah. having some feelings. They're like, you know what? He's he has to be connected to my feels right now. Is telling me I should help you out. Meet all my this stuff. Yeah. So. He's, he's, Why'd you give the Necrons feelings? I think it's better. No. Personally. But like, like you know, the rumors of, of the um, one of the Satan that's on Mars, the Void Dragon. Mm -hmm. So some really interesting stuff. This is really exciting. For anybody who enjoys the backstory of the game, the lore, the fluff, whatever you want to call it, this is a, a, a bold, big step forward. Great I play. can't wait to see what happens. 
Dude, it's going to be amazing. Because now we got the Eldar completely changing. They're becoming the Eldar. Mm -hmm. um, they're linking up. They've got Aeneid. There's a new god. They just brought back a new god or created a created new god. Created a new yeah. god. Slanesh accidentally created the new god, which was oh, predicted. Dude, that fluff was freaking awesome. <laughs> Vexal. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, so in, in uh, The Gathering Storm 2. This is a spoiler alert, by the way. Yeah, it's a spoilers, yeah, right. but yeah. The, what's her name? Incarn. No, Incarn is the, um, oh, I, I'm forgetting her name. She's the Eldar girl with the big headdress, the new model. Yeah. So she goes, she's been training her whole life and she's supposed to defeat Lilith in this one-on-one -on -one duel. But this was before she turned into that model. Right. So Lilith wrecks her. Everyone's like, oh shit, we didn't see that coming. She's been training her whole life, but Lilith is just too good. This is all punk. And then uh, all of a sudden some crazy shit starts going down. Vecna's like, ah, I'm out of here. Yeah. So he bails. Yeah, spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. Well, like uh, Lilith kills her and then she like all of a sudden gets like warp energy and all this stuff and Vex all. I'm out. Yeah, bye guys. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't become the Dark Eldar leader by being brave. He's all I'm fucking out of here, dude. And then all these demons come into uh, Camerog. Camerog, yeah. And then it's crazy fight. They're murdering everybody. All of Vex. <laughs> Uh, all of his generals and like high ups his, are all his, killed. Uh, his rivals yeah. get murdered. So the shit goes down. The Harlequins pop in, save the day. But uh, <laughs> Vex is probably leaving. He's all, yes, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> but then this is what allows uh, the, the avatar of Aeneid in Karn mm -hmm. to, to be summoned forth. And now it's like this whole new chapter for the Eldar too. So it's like, shit's going down. This yeah. is crazy. It's really it's exciting. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to see what happens. Because now you have the Eldari... Uh, as a super faction that have Corsairs, Harlequins, Dark Eldar, Craftworld Eldar, and uh, probably they're going to do uh, Exodites as well. Yeah. That is just cool. People will be so excited for those Exodites, dude, man. Dude, are you kidding me? People I've been waiting, waiting for these so models for 20 years, man. Yeah. So really exciting stuff. Can't wait to see what happens. Let us know in the chat what you're excited about. Uh, also, some new releases from Games Workshop that are, again... You're probably stoked about these. I think they look amazing. I'm not really that stoked. I was reading really? their rules. They have this cool move where they move like D or 66 inches or something like that. But they can't charge. So and we're talking about the new Stormcast Eternal Vanguard Auxiliary. Yeah. So they're, the Vanguard the Vanguard are like scouts. They're basically they're, they're Stormcast Eternal scouts. Yeah. They have a crossbow handgun, a little sword. And those guys are actually pretty good. Yeah. Well, they're, they're light armor, but they can, they can move around the battlefield really quickly. Uh, but now they're riding like chocobos or like bird yeah. mounts, which I think is the models are amazing. And they ride the wind. They do, Ooh. but yeah, they, they have a move. They have a once per game sixty-six inch move. It's funny because you and Brandon were like that. That sucks because they can't charge. I was like, yeah, but you win the game. You you do an Eldar if jet they bike. Live. Well, you can keep them back and <laughs> shoot with your bows and then jump onto objectives. They're they're really good for taking objectives and. In uh, Age of Sigmar, that's the the game is won by winning by taking objectives, right? Yeah. Like all the missions, almost all the missions are about that. But a lot of them are progressive, so eh, I don't know. I'm not too into these guys. The archer ones, though, like when they're on foot, are super good because they can like come behind the enemy and oh, blast you. They can like outflank. Yeah, oh, that's so cool. They're, they're pretty good. Well, they look and the miniatures they look. Oh yeah, amazing. the miniatures look amazing. But let's talk about my man, Slambo. Slambo. What the heck is Slambo? So, okay, so Frankie, I, I'll forgive you for not recogni immediately recognizing this guy. Because this, this is a blast from the past. Anyone, what is he doing? <laughs> dude, Slambo don't have to answer your questions. Fair enough. Slambo. He makes the questions. He, 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 he doesn't them. give a shit. He doesn't talk. He just kicks ass. 
Slambo is a he's a re he's a, a reimagining of one of the very first Chaos Warriors that was ever made in Hero Quest from Slambo. from way back in the day. I think I think the original model was released in the eighties. Dude, whoever came up with the name was amazing. <laughs> so in Hero Quest, this was one of like the big the big boss men. Oh okay. Yeah, like this guy was like there was him and then there was uh, Bloodthirster. Back then he was called the Gargoyle if I remember correctly. But Gargoyle. He was one of the main dudes, right? Okay. Like, Oh, no, he was that's all the Chaos Warriors. That's basically what they look like. So he's like a throwback to the OGs. Hmm. Really, really cool. I, I think I love it just because of nostalgia, but uh, pretty awesome. Slambo. Slambo. Amazing. Um, also, if you were uh, looking for some ITC terrain, it's pretty much all been accounted for. We're just waiting on payment for one last uh, grouping of it. As soon as we get that payment in and we ship it all out, uh, we will respond to everybody via email that uh, didn't get any. I apologize for the delay, uh, but it took a while to sort it and box it, and there's a ton of stuff. And that's not the ITC terrain. That's the LVO terrain that we brought back with us. So. Thank you for the correction. Yeah. yeah, it was the used terrain from the LVO. I apologize. Thank you. But if you are a TO and you want some ITC terrain, hit us up, and uh, we'll get you good prices on that. So Absolutely. Uh, also, um, if you want to join if you are a to in the itc and you would like to join our email group please click through the link that is uh in the itc section of the show notes and you will be added to our, our newsletter uh, we want to start communicating more with tos letting them know about special deals on on mats on terrain um asking their opinion on things we do in the itc uh, all that stuff we want to be able to facilitate communication uh, we'll probably set up a Facebook group and uh, we'll set up a mailing list. But as, at first, we just want to collect all that data. Uh, we will go through our email records and, and gather it too. But if you would like to join it and you are a TO, uh, please reach out, click through that link. Uh, I'll put it on the ITC section of the page as well. And that way we can all start communicating um, more easily. Uh, and that way, if you have any questions or concerns or you want to talk to other event organizers, team up, do all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, maybe you guys could cross-promote your own events as exactly. well. That'd be yeah. pretty cool. Like if you have an event in Atlanta and then your friend's running an event um, in Georgia and you guys want to cross-promote, like, hey, a winner of our event gets a ticket to your event and vice versa, yeah. and then we'll both hand out flyers at our events, it'll help you guys grow. Yep. Right? So <laughs> it's just one more way for us to, to help get things going. Um, also, don't forget FLG mats, baby. Boom! And the FLG mats are out and available. Thank you to everybody who has bought one and supported the new effort. Uh, we do have six designs. They're all four by six right now. Uh, but we will probably, it looks like the first or second week of April now, um, we are still waiting on one last piece of the puzzle. Uh, and it's got delayed a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. Uh, but we will be coming out with how many designs, Frankie? Uh, on release, I think we're going to have... Around 30. Right. And we're adding more every week. Yeah. So there's going to be a ton. Because one of the questions is like, oh, there's only four by sixes? Like, that's just what we got done for the LVO because that's yeah. all we had time to do. So we'll have, so we have the six that you guys know. And then hopefully by release, we'll have like 24 other ones. And all of the designs will be six by four, four by four, and three by threes. So Yeah. So there will be so much variety. It's going to be crazy. And then we're, we're it's just going to keep going we're gonna have so many designs it's gonna be nuts yeah anybody out there like keep those ideas coming guys like we've had some really cool ones some people have thrown out some really really cool ideas and uh hey you might see your idea become an actual mat yeah and if you want to get a custom one made uh we'll be able to facilitate that probably mid april to towards May. the end um and then 
just hit us up. Uh, we can do the design work. If you guys want to do it yourselves, we can work with you on that too. Just hit us up. So. Yep. So it's going to be really exciting. Uh, we can't wait to get to, to get that up and going. But in the meantime, we do have six four by sixes available. They're all awesome mats. Yep. And uh, yeah, can't wait to see it. The ITC terrain that goes with it, like one of the ones that has turned out to be the most popular, unsurprisingly, because it looks awesome, is a Robot City. Yeah. So the Robot City terrain should be available in the... We're, we're hoping by the end of this week, but okay. uh, let's push it back to the following week. Let's do the following Monday and we'll shoot for that date. Okay. Um, in if, March. If we get it done sooner, then yes, but yeah. So yeah, we're, we're, we're pushing to get everything done, but we've been playing catch up and we're trying to put the store back in order. There's still stuff everywhere, but... Uh, Thank you guys for supporting the effort. It's been really exciting to get this off the ground, and we can't wait to see all the cool designs that are yet to come. Oh, yeah. All right, we have a ton of ITC events coming up this weekend, and please remember, just because you had an ITC event last year doesn't mean we assume you're doing it again this year. You have to let us know every, every event. Yeah, and it's important to note as well, you guys need to email me at frankie at frontlinegaming.org to get added to the calendar so that you are a registered ITC event. Uh, we're not going to get these guys that email us after and be like, oh, hey, I just ran this event. Here's the points. Uh, no, you guys have to email us ahead of time and then we'll get you added to the calendar. So, Yeah, you need the token <laughs> to submit your events on the app. Yeah. And this will all be, it's, 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 it's got enough momentum now that it's becoming the norm. So yeah. like by the end of this year, everyone's gonna be so used to it that it's gonna be like second nature. Oh yeah. But in the meantime, we still have these hiccups where people, you know, like the whole thing with the ATC, which was nobody's fault. Right, like people just didn't know what to do ahead of time. Yeah. Right. And we had a couple of events like that, that that submitted their results after the deadline and so they didn't get added. And that's a bummer, it sucks, but like we had to do it. I mean it's it's understandable why everything went the way it did, but with familiarity, all these things are gonna be uh, they're gonna go away. Because yeah, people are still trying sure. to figure things out. Oh yeah, definitely. So. And with the app it's so much easier. If you use the app, it's like instant like Boop, and you're done. Cool. Yeah, and now people's <laughs> scores update in real time if you use the app. That's one more reason oh, to yeah. encourage your TO to use the app. Like, the actual rankings will update. Uh, I, I'm 99% certain I, I'm not saying this wrong, but I'm like... Cause I, think, I think it'll all automatically update in March. I, they're, they're still working out a couple okay. of kinks. So um, everything, like a lot of people have been submitting scores and like emailing me. Uh, your scores won't be completely updated until March. The Best Coast Pairing guys are trying to work everything out and get it all ready to go by then. So. Thank you. I, I was yeah. remembering, I was like, there was like a little thing in the back of my head, like, Reese, I think you're forgetting one little point. Yeah. But uh, yeah, in March, <laughs> as, you, as you finish an event, you'll actually, your score will update. And it'll update on our site too, because now we have uh, some code on our site that directly links to their database so that these things are gonna be updating in real time. It's gonna be freaking awesome. That's cool. Yeah, That's really cool. exciting. But uh, we do have a ton of events coming up this weekend. Make sure to check the calendar to see an event near you so you can get your lovely points. Uh, we have events all over the world, man. Oh, yeah. United Kingdom, Canada. Italy. New South Wales, Oz, so the Aussies are loving that stuff. Uh, but we do have a major event up in Canada at Bar the Bari Bash. The Bari Bash. Uh, by our friend. And uh, that's going to be a great event. Uh, those guys, they're huge, huge fans of uh, 40K. They really push the community. So if you're near Ontario, check out the Bari Bash. It is going to be a major. So yeah. you can get your points if you're a Canadian. You can uh, not have to travel into the States, save some money. Yep. So that looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, also, to continue the discussion from last week about the chess clocks, uh, time and game length is, is the hot topic right now in 40K. That's what everybody's talking about when it comes to uh, competitive play. Yeah. So uh, Tim G from Chicago 
was nice enough to reach out and explain that in their gaming group, they already are using chess clocks. Yeah. And he said that it's really caught on. He said like everyone around their area or a, a lot of people around the area that use it in uh, test game or in practice games and in tournaments. Yeah. And in league play. And he said it works really, really well. You and I have used them and it works really, really well. Yeah, I have a few emails from other guys that have systems and they're like, here, this is what you guys could do for chess clocks and stuff. I was like, oh, that's awesome. So Yeah, it works great. I think the time has come in uh, 40K for where we're at right now that you, something like this has to happen. I think it's a good idea in general terms for competitive play. Uh, but I copy-pasted their, the system that they use. Yeah. Uh, and they do, they do hand the clock back and forth like every time. So like, like, like some of the examples they use is if like... Uh, you have to take a bunch of saves and you're going to be looking out, sir. And you, you got to kick them around. And then you got to do, you know, feel no pain. Like with Necrons, it can take forever. Yeah. He's like, you hand the clock to the other guy. And remember in the last episode, I said that wouldn't work, but it looks like it does. So in my face. All up in that face. But I don't know. You know what though? I have no problem being wrong if it means that it's something that is better to, yeah. to make the game better. So I'll be wrong all day uh, if it means that we have a better game. And it looks like it really works very well. And then the other part of the equation that, that Tim had found a solution to, or Tim and his team, uh, I don't want to steal anybody's thunder, uh, they found really, really, really affordable chess clocks. Yeah, which is great. Um, like that's, really that's super important. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was another system that this guy sent. And so basically you'd break up the time. Each person would have 20 minutes to deploy. If you go over your time on deployment, you get minus one point. So out of the 11 points maximum for the oh, uh, wow. for the That's round, you'd get minus one. And then if you use up all your time during the round, you get another minus one. So you'd be at Oof. minus two. That's savage. So out of 11 points. So say you're going to max out, you'd only get nine points instead. So, that, so I mean, that's another option. There, there's quite a few options. And thank you guys for emailing in yeah, those, uh, thank you very much. those suggestions because it'll definitely help to... Uh, help us decide if we actually want to use chess clocks and stuff like that. So I, I think um, the way 7th edition is, and we don't know how long we have it for 7th, I think it's pretty clear that, that, that an 8th is going to happen eventually. Uh, but when and how, how different it is, we're still speculating. Um, in order to facilitate games actually finishing, because they're not, I think it, it's something like this is necessary. But yeah. uh, one of the, the, the penalties they have in, in the, the system Tim sent in is that you can't take... If I remember correctly, you can't take voluntary actions. You can only take like saves and stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, damn. That's pretty brutal. Um, yeah, a timed out. Can you go back really quickly? Yeah. A timed out player uh, made you involuntary actions. Yeah. So when you're out of time, you're out of time. Sorry, dude. That's awesome. You used up your time. That's like thing, what I said last episode. Yeah, when I know. you run out of time, you can't roll any more dice. Well, they, you can at least take saves. Oh, no. You shouldn't even be able to do that. But the thing is like. It's like, like you're done. That's savage, but it's also fair. Yeah. Like you literally used up half the time. Now you're taking my time. How is that fair? Yeah. It, it, it's pretty brutal, and I think it would take time for people to get used to it, but it is totally fair. Yeah, but I mean, an easier solution might be to just lower points, and then you don't even have to worry about it. So. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to jump into the chat and hear what everybody has to say. Uh, let me see. PJ Pants says, if both players don't get to turn five, they both get a loss. People have, <laughs> That's brutal. People have made that suggestion. That is pretty hardcore. Yeah. Uh, people narrate their own actions too much. Uh, everyone is always talking about threes on fives. Says the clincher. Um, you know what? Honestly, I know. Like all the like, everybody's making good points. 
Uh, ooh, DK Lozada phone says 1650 is not a good idea. I think it's a great idea. I'm curious as to hear why you don't think it's a good idea. I'm really interested because I don't understand why people are just like so against going down in points. Like when you're riding your list, I get it. But the thing is, if you've ever played in a 1500 point tournament, it feels the same when you're playing. You really don't notice the difference. Like you're still playing the game using the resources that you have. I think that a lot of people that are saying they don't like lower points don't actually try it. Yeah. Because I, I literally don't notice the difference when I'm playing the game, except that it ends. <laughs> you finish. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Cashio says you should only play 750-point games. There you go. That's that's an idea. <laughs> 1,500 points. That'd says like the combat country. squad at that point. Um, and you know what, guys? And this is another good point to jump in. Uh, talking about Age of Sigmar, is that Age of Sigmar, you play 2,000 points, and I've never had a game go... I think... My first game to even come close to two hours was the game I played with Brandon. And we went all five turns. We went the distance. Yeah. And it was still like an hour 45. Mm-hmm. Like the game is over in an hour to 90 minutes. The game plays fast. And you play a complete game. Like you finish the game. Uh, let me see. Some people are saying egg timers. Yeah, sort yeah, of. Bling. <laughs> I think you, I know they're cheap, but they don't work. Like a chess clock really yeah. works, right? Yeah. And you just touch the thing. I'm done. Your turn. Uh, um, burn the Heretic. I ran a 1650 uh, point event this last weekend. 32 players, two and a half hour rounds. Very good feedback so far, and everyone seemed uh, to complete their games. Awesome. That's good. So someone, uh, Sad Clown, is saying that hyper-efficient armies get much stronger at lower points. That's eh, true. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> that argument, like, you can make that argument. You can make the argument that a different points level benefits different armies. Like, it's not like 1850 benefits everybody equally, right? Like, changing the points makes some armies better, some armies worse. Like, it's not like we have perfect parity right now, and then going to 1650 would disrupt the balance. There is no balance right now. So I don't know if that is a really a valid argument, in my opinion. Uh, Airman 1227, we should start small and drop down to 1849 first. <laughs> start from there. Baby steps. <laughs> I like it. Uh. <laughs> Uh, there's, yeah, everyone's throwing out some good ideas. Uh, there's just too much. People are saying there's just too much stuff, too many free points. Uh, yeah, and the game just takes too long to play right now. Like, gener- how long does it take a demon player to just start? Like, it takes forever. Yeah. Like generating all their powers and their gifts and this blah 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 blah. Uh, Raston, do you guys know who the Grey Knight guy is in the video with Cipher and Gilman? Uh, I do not. Was that not uh, our main man? Drago. No, I don't think it was Drago. No, I don't think so. I think it was just, I don't know. I don't know. I heard somebody say that it might be like just a generic Grey Knight. Just saying like, oh, the Grey Knights are here guy. to help us out. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not sure. It might be some new named guy. <laughs> uh, DKO Xylophone, if we started working on the 2018 LVO yet, and where does you'll have 600 spot? Uh, we are already working on the LVO 2019, uh, but the LVO 2018 will be the weekend before the Super Bowl. It's the last weekend in January. The LVO 2019 will be the weekend after the Super Bowl, so it'll be the second week of February for anybody that wants to mark their uh, calendar. And will we have 600 spots for 40K champs? It's f- <laughs> it, we, uh, we, could... we have the space, but will we have the terrain? <laughs> well, that, ah. We would need 10 rounds to do that. If everybody showed oh, yeah. up. yeah, 512 is our max right now. If everybody showed up with our normal 10% attrition rate, you'd have 540, you would need 10 rounds. Yeah. I think we're going to cap it at 512 for 2018 because, uh, again, the biggest uh, challenge is always 
terrain management and production. And we already have to make like a hundred more tables of terrain. Yeah. And adding another round just, I mean, that means on day on the last day you're playing four, four rounds, rounds or four rounds on the first day. That's it, brutal. You, the games you, you could you like, you cannot do a four round day in seventh edition. I mean, that's like a 14 hour brutal. day. Brutal. It's just, it's not, that would be so unenjoyable. Yeah. The game needs to play quicker to go back to four round days. Yeah. Or how about this? Quicker games and a shorter day. So you have more time to enjoy Vegas and the rest of the convention. Oh, that'd be pretty good. Um, uh, TFG Radio, BAO 2017. We are working on the dates. Almost have it. Yeah, Gillette SRK, I did hear about that. And I have to say, uh, we won't go into all the details, but I'm proud of our attendees for for breaking up an altercation between some idiots. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess some guy wasn't happy with the way the Super Bowl went, and some of the some of our gamers broke it up and um, helped detain this guy until the police came. So, hey, who said gamers are passive? Well done, guys. Well done. And who cares that much about the Super Bowl that they're going to act like a complete dum-dum? He probably lost a lot of money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> probably wasn't just about the Super Bowl. Uh, Dante San, uh, do they actually count Corsairs as... Aldari on the table. Ooh, I don't know. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, hey, TFG Radio, how are you guys doing? Sorry, guys. Uh, that's all the questions that we have time for. Uh, please, if you do have a question that you really want to get answered and we didn't have time to answer it, jump on over to the blog post and post your question as a comment on the blog and we'll jump in there and we'll respond. Yep. Uh, or you can tweet at us and uh, we will respond that way. As well, thank you guys so much for joining us for episode 508. Can you believe it? Nope. That was a lot of episodes, man. Episode one now. That was a lot of episodes. Thank you guys for joining us. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Have a productive Monday, and we will talk to you again on Wednesday with the Ninth Round. Woo, bye.